In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks and praise. It was a great first day of the week, Shabbat and Sunday. Lord, we ask you to open our hearts to receive your graces. Help us look to you as the source of our consolation and true joy in eternal life. Karl Marx is the, arguably the father of, of communism. Do you know what communism is? I have to explain this. It's a really bad thing. But it existed for a long time and it had influences across the entire world. Um, even, in, even in Iraq, there was a lot of influences of, of communism. One of the things he said, really against, uh, against faith, against religion, he said that religion is the opiate of the masses. Meaning what? Meaning religion is this like drug that we give people who like labor and toil in the field to have like a hard life and life is so hard for them. So man has like created, invented if you so will, religion so to like make them feel better about their lives. Like I know your life is really hard but hey there's this like eternal paradise thing in the sky in heaven with the spaghetti monster and he's going to love you. And so that's like his arguments really against Christianity because he was in the West against uh, against faith, and it's a um, very, very flawed argument. But it's 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 you can see how it can, it can be very influential in the world. Like in the gospel today, Jesus says, "Like you will weep and you will lament, and the world will be happy." But don't worry, all your pain and suffering will go away, and I will be the source of your joy, and I'll make you feel better, and all these things. Now, after well over a century of communism in the world. The fruitlessness of communism should hopefully be evident with the tens of millions and hundreds of millions of people who have been killed, killed, murdered, genocide across the world because of this philosophy, because of this mentality that's influenced China and Russia and, and Argentina and all over the world, really. And the influences of it we're still seeing extremely flawed. But you can still see the influences in, in the modern day. Maybe not so much where like, they're trying to conquer worlds and things like that, except for like, in China. But you can see that it's the mentality, especially in like, the liberal uh, education system that we kind of live in now. You can see the influences of it. For example, I was talking to somebody um, about faith. It's very con- this is a very common conversation I have a lot, but it's a specific uh, example. He was like, Yo, Father, faith is good. I like church. My kids, like, are good people because of, like, church and stuff. But sometimes people, they, you know, they become radicals for Jesus. And they really, they just go too far with Jesus. I'm like, like read the room, bro. You're talking to a priest. Like, you didn't, like, quite understand what was happening. But what, was, what, is, the, what is the idea, the mentality of it? It's like, religion is the opiate of the masses. Religion is good. You know, it makes us feel better about our lives because, like, life really is tribulations and sufferings. But, you know, it helps us feel good. I remember having this conversation and I just paused him. I was like, you're only giving two examples. Whether we're like, oh, we're like, we go to church on Sundays, we pray a little bit, my kids are baptized, cool. Or we are radicals. Or, this is my conversation with this guy, which is actually more common than you think. Or, it's true. Or the God of the universe did come down to humanity. Or life is ordered because a divine being, God, ordered the world. Or Jesus Christ in the incarnate God did suffer, did die, and then the pivot of our entire faith did resurrect. 
And therefore, because it's true, we give our lives to it. Because it's true, it's worth suffering and, and completely surrendering everything to God, a, a loving God, a personable God who does love us and wants the best for us. Not because it makes us feel like butterflies and pinwheels, but because it's actually, actually authentically true. So when St. Paul says today in Ephesians about faith, he says, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he had called you, what are the riches of the glorious inheritance of the saints, and what is the immeasurable, the immeasurable greatness of his power in us who believe according to the workings of his great might, which he accomplished in Christ as he raised him from the dead and made him sit at his right hand in the heavenly places. That the realities of the eternal things. Now, sometimes, and you know, preaching is challenging every Sunday we're here and there, and we should always obviously live the Christian life. But every once in a while in our faith, every once in a while when we pray, every once in a while when we preach, we have to just pause and really meditate on eternal things, things bigger than just us. Because the Christian life can't be just the opiate of the masses. There has to be an authentic truth to it. And the authentic truth to it is the God of the universe, the eternal being that has no beginning, has no end, has the only necessary being who has always existed from all of humanity, from all of history. That God incarnated himself in humanity and died and resurrected. And that's whom we worship. Not only that, he has drawn humanity into himself. Because when we meditate on eternal things, it's nearly impossible. We try to spiritualize it. We have to try to enter into it. But we can't. We're tangible beings. We live in space and time. Yesterday was Saturday. Tomorrow is Monday. Today is Sunday. We live in this temporal time. But think of a God beyond that. Completely beyond that. Not only that, but what Christ has promised us when he says in the gospel, like, your joy will be fulfilled this world is painful. This world is challenging. You will lament. You will cry. You will mourn. But I have conquered the world. Have that joy. There has to be something beyond ourselves. Because when we enter into that, the beauty of it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Because the God of the universe, the God who has always existed, the God who entered into humanity at his birth and then conquered all of sin and death and suffering in his death and resurrection, makes himself present for us daily, always, in the Eucharist. But just yesterday, we celebrated First Communion for all these kids. And it's so beautiful that they get to receive the body, the blood, and the soul and divinity of Jesus, and that this Jesus is the Jesus of the universe. Yet he humbles himself. Yet he understands humanity. He enters into humanity, and he knows that we have our jobs, we have our school, we have our lives, we have our struggles, the ups and downs, it's a rainy day, it's kind of miserable outside. He understands it. And it's not that we just stand in awe and we have to like constantly think of eternal things. He wants us to be realistic. That the food for the journey, that if we're on this journey of life, which has its challenges, a lot of challenges, and there's suffering, and there's death, and in this journey of life, we have food. We have food for the journey. 
And that's the beauty of what Christ has called us to. And that's what all of us need to sometimes, sometimes it's fruitful to enter into eternal mysteries. Sometimes it's fruitful to enter into and to meditate on things beyond ourselves. So my prayer for you is, now obviously, once again, be very clear here. You have lives, you have normal lives, you have to go home and make breakfast and do laundry, all these things. But just maybe just today, maybe just at this Mass, in your daily prayers, your daily rosaries, your daily scripture, whatever it is, allow yourself to enter into eternal things. Allow yourself to meditate on things beyond yourselves, things of God, the God of the universe, and allow him to what Christ says today in the gospel, be of good cheer, have joy, have hope, have happiness, like authentic joy and happiness and peace and hope that only comes in Jesus Christ because Jesus has conquered the world. He says that, be of good cheer, I have conquered the world. My brothers and sisters, we have a true means of hope and peace and joy because God loves us, all pivoting on the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Amen.